Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. For those interested in additional resources or services, such as the weekly planners, online planners for Chrome or Outlook, keynotes, live training, coaching, or certification, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. Now, when you listen to an episode that resonates with you, we invite you to share it with your family, friends, and team members so that they can experience the same type of motivation and results in their lives. Also, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. It works on Apple, Stitcher, Google, or whatever platform you're using so that you can get a new podcast reminder each week. Now sit back, let's get started, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. All right, welcome back to our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners. This is your host, Rob Schallenberger, and thank you for being here today. You know, this is one of those principles and discussion topics that is powerful. In other words, there are certain times in our life where, you know, things may be going great and well, and it's a non-issue. But there will be other times in our life when, you know, we get knocked down, we get hit, we get blindsided, punched, so to speak, and, and life's tough. And that's where principle 12 of the 12 principles of highly successful leaders comes into play. And that is to never give up. And so as we go through this podcast today, I'm going to share some thoughts, insights, and a couple of experiences that I hope are exciting and invigorating to you. By meaning, you know, when we do have these challenges, sometimes we need that little pick-me-up. We've all been there. And that's what I hope today will be. It's not going to be a long podcast but I'm confident that there will be some tips in here that can apply to all of us and can really make a difference, especially in those times where, you know, we may not be at our peak or our high. And this principle really is, you know, there's two facets to it. There's business and there's life. And from the business, I'll just spend one minute on this side of it and then just shift to life the rest of the time for this discussion. You know, from the business side, there's a group called YPO. These are presidents of organizations. And I mean, the organizations all over the world. Well, there was a study done amongst YPO members who are generally very financially successful people. And on average, each YPO member had had five major setbacks throughout their career and seven major successes. And I think of that and I think, well, how many times along the way could that person have given up? You know, thrown in a towel and said, I'm just done. This isn't for me. Well, there's a lesson to be learned in there. Yeah, five major setbacks. Those are probably gut-wrenching times in their lives. Yet there were seven major successes. And so what's the power in never giving up? Now, I want to be clear on what I'm saying here. Pivot, adjust, innovate, make adjustments. Yes, never give up. That's the key. So yes, pivot. Yes, adjust. I'm not just saying keep banging our head against the wall if it's not working. But I am saying that we have a dogged determination to figure it out, to get knocked down and to get back up and to figure out a way to succeed. You know, I love what Mark Cuban said. And the gist of it was this. You can fail 10 times, but you only need to succeed once. (laughs) You know, maybe you have multiple businesses that fail or whatever the case might be. You only truly need to be successful once. And that's the idea is maybe failure, maybe failure, maybe failure. And then ultimately there will be a success that follows. The key is to never give up. Now, take a look at Elon Musk. You know, you like him or not, it doesn't really matter. No one can say that that guy doesn't have this no-quit attitude. I mean, look at SpaceX. What if Elon would have listened to all the naysayers who said it was impossible? 
I mean, just think of that. Even right now, he has this aggressive vision to go to Mars. How many people are saying, no, Elon, that's impossible. You can't do that. And between his vision and his no-quit attitude, he just continues to prove people wrong. And I just love that about Elon. Now, that's the business side of it, right? I mean, pivot, adjust, innovate, yes. Never give up, yes. How about on the personal side? We've all been through challenges. Anyone listening to this has experienced different forms of challenges and knows that, you know, there are times in life where it's kind of gut-wrenching. And never give up, in my experience, is tied directly to hope. I mean, think about that. Hope is one of the most powerful motivators because we know there's a chance. There's a possibility that things are going to improve or that we can accomplish something. You take away hope, you know, and that's when people really start to struggle. Viktor Frankl, as he wrote about the concentration camps in in Austria and Germany and these different countries, as long as people had hope, as long as people had that spark, they could keep going and endure incredible challenges. As soon as they lost that hope, that spark, usually they died shortly thereafter. And so hope is directly tied to never give up. And there's another aspect of it. You know, whether running a marathon or or something more on that line, never give up as a mindset. You know, I mentioned this dogged determination to find a way to succeed. That's a mindset. It's refusing to stay down. It's a commitment to always getting back up and trying again and never being fully defeated. You know, I love these quotes. As you think about some of these people through history, who really exemplified this principle of never give up, you may not have ever known their names if they would have given up at one of the thousands of opportunities they had to do so. Take Thomas Edison. His lab burnt down in a big fire. It basically burned all of the things that he was working on. Now, he was in his early 60s, and he could have said, that's it, I'm done, I'm not starting again from scratch. Instead, he said there is great value in disaster. All our mistakes are burned up, and thank God I can start anew. And, you know, number one, he acknowledged his creator, which I loved. Number two, what a mindset. Instead of complaining about losing his warehouse, he, number one, turned to God. And number two, said, wait a second, we're going to figure this out. And the light bulb was invented, by the way, after that fire. And so what a great mindset. And how about Michael Jordan? You know, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot, and I missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that's precisely why I succeed. Isn't that a great mindset and glimpse into a winner? Again, are any of these people perfect? No, of course not. But what we're illustrating here is the power of embodying this principle of never give up. I wanted to share just a couple of stories here. One from my own life, one from a friend, the Iron Cowboy, which some of you may be familiar with. He was on a previous podcast we did. In high school, this is where I really learned the value of this principle. And, you know, I went into wrestling as a sophomore and had an average season. It was fine. It wasn't good or bad. It was just an average season. And then that summer, you know, I really captured this vision of what I wanted to become as a wrestler. And so my dad really supported that, my parents, and they got behind me and he happened to know the number two ranked collegiate wrestler at the time. And he was just a couple weight classes different from me. And so he talked with him and said, Hey, would you like a summer job? How would you like to do some private one-on-one -on -one lessons? And he, he agreed to that. And it was awesome. I met him down at Brigham Young university 
And we wrestled together three or four times a week, had these private lessons. And over the course of the summer, I mean, I became a really good wrestler. And a lot of it was due to the fact that it was just time on the mat, right? It was repetition. It was practice and spending the time that any sport requires. And obviously, it was the one-on-one coaching and the lessons. So by the end of the summer, I was feeling pretty confident about things. Well, in the fall, we went back. You know, now I'm a junior in high school. And they have the tryouts for wrestling. And I go in, I try out, and I wrestle through the ranks. You know, I beat the guy that was varsity last year and all these people. And all of a sudden, it gets the attention of the coaches and others around. And they're saying, oh, man, look at this guy. He's going to win state. And, you know, I started doing these weird mental gymnastics because over the next two weeks, I mean, I just, I beat everyone I had wrestled and I beat them pretty quickly. And it's not any form of bragging. It just was. And the coaches are starting to talk about, well, you're going to win state. You're going to do all these things. And then these weird mental gymnastics started. And it was the craziest thing because I didn't know how to handle that. I really didn't share any of these things with my parents. It was just this internal mental battle. And I don't know how I came to this weird conclusion, but I thought in my mind, you know, I have one of two things that I can do here. Either I can continue to wrestle and there's a possibility that I'll fail and I won't become a state champion. And then what happens? Well, then I let everybody down, my coaches, everybody that has these high expectations and suddenly I'm not a champion or, and here's this weird mental gymnastic, or I could quit And for the rest of my life, I could say I could have been a state champion, but not know for sure that I wasn't. And I'm not even sure if that makes sense to you listening to this, but it was really interesting as a 17-year-old going through this, you know, these mental, I just keep calling them gymnastics because I don't know what else to call them. And ultimately, I quit. And it baffled the coaches. They were mad. (laughs) They came down multiple times and pulled me out of my class and said, get back in here. And I didn't, I wouldn't go back in. And for some reason in my mind, I thought, you know, it's better not to wrestle. And in the back of my mind, I always know I could have been a state champion than to continue wrestling and then actually not become a state champion. Then I, then I know for sure I wasn't. And I thought, well, the better option is to quit. And always in the back of my mind, I'll say I could have been. Now, isn't that an interesting fear of failure? And, you know, we can always learn things from life. So rather than going back and saying, I should have done this and I should have done that. And I love what my brother-in-law says, quit shooting on ourselves. Too often we use that word and, you know, it doesn't lead to anything healthy. Instead, what can we learn from that experience? So as I looked back and it wasn't shortly thereafter that, you know, my dad and my mom, they really mentored me. You know, what can we learn from that experience? And we ended up coming with a mantra after that. And that was, when we start, we finish. Schallenbergers don't quit. And that became our mantra. And so while I quit wrestling, and that's is, you know, the should have, that is one of my great regrets in life. Having said that, the lessons that came from that, that was where I determined at 17 that never again would I let a fear of failure cause me to quit or not try in the first place. Never again would I start something and not finish. So after serving a mission in Bolivia and doing all these other things in the fighter pilot world, there was multiple times where, you know, there was a temptation to quit. But that was our mantra. When we start, we finish. Schallenbergers don't quit. (laughs) And that was a lesson that came from that. But that's led to something else that I think is in the back of all of our minds. You know, if I was to ask you, and just like I've done with a lot of people in different keynotes, you know, there'll be a big crowd out there and I'll ask everyone to shout out the answer when it comes to mind. 
And the question I'll ask is, what is the opposite of success? And for most people, the initial word that comes to mind is failure. Well, no, right? I mean, if we actually analyze it and think about it a little bit, failure is not the opposite of success. Look at anyone who's been successful, whether it's Edison, Elon Musk, Michael Jordan, you. Any success that you've had, you probably had some failures along the way that you learned from that allowed you to succeed. Just like my wrestling example, you know, that was considered maybe quote unquote a failure. That failure, however, has led to countless successes afterwards and the lessons that learned from it. So the opposite of success is not failure. It's giving up or even deeper than that. It's not even trying in the first place, because if we have a fear of failure and that fear is strong enough, then we probably won't even try. And if we don't try, we've just assured ultimate defeat. And so this idea of never give up and not fearing failure and having the dogged determination to get up is what you see over and over in champions. And I'll just give you one final example of that in a real world person. My good friend, James Lawrence, known as the Iron Cowboy, ran 100 Ironman triathlons or Ironman distance triathlons in 100 days. People thought it was impossible, couldn't be done. He did it out of his home. It was a course, ran the same course, either forward or backward each day, but still 100 triathlons in 100 days. At one point along the way, they had a big bike accident and certainly an opportunity to quit in there. Numerous, as you could imagine, hitting those wall type moments and opportunities. And everybody probably would have said, you know what? You are totally justified in quitting. You know what? Nobody's going to doubt you or even second guess you if you quit here. And yet he persevered. And what a mindset that even when you face adversity, even when he faced challenges, snow, rain, he was still out there swimming, running, biking, <laughs> day after day. And it was the grind because he had the right mindset to grind. And that's the idea behind this principle. So it doesn't matter whether it's something simple. It doesn't matter whether it's something big and challenging, even to the point of, you know, someone contemplating suicide. No, we never give up. And so the question then is, what do we do? What can we do to never give up, especially when things are hard? And that's where I want to wrap up this podcast is just a few thoughts for you. And these are questions that you can ponder, you can think about. But the idea is that when challenges come, when life gets difficult, we can lean on these to push forward and through those. So here's a couple of questions that I invite you to think about, ponder. Think of an experience in your life when you felt like it was tough to go on or you were tempted to quit. See if you can capture a moment in your life where you felt like quitting. What were the feelings that surrounded that experience? Now, from that experience, what was the result from not giving up? Assuming that you didn't, what was the result? And what can you learn from that experience? So in other words, as you look back on it, you say, here is the experience. Here are the feelings, the emotions surrounding it, and yet you didn't give up. Why? What helped you persevere and push through that or caused you to get up again? And then what can you learn from that so that when future challenges hit, you can replicate that. You could go back to that. So in other words, what you want to do is have several things that you can do next time you find yourself in a challenging situation. Here's just a couple that I go to. These are some of my go-tos. Number one, I always start with the vision and not the problem. You know, that's the name of one of our books. <laughs> it's the six-step process, but the title is Start With The Vision. And so I encourage you when 
things get challenging, when they get hard, it's easy to get sucked into the problem. Well, the problem is the exact wrong place to focus our time and energy because where our focus goes, our energy flows. Let me say that one more time. Where our focus goes, our energy flows. So if our focus goes to the vision, our energy flows towards that. There's hope there. If our focus goes towards the problem, there's usually not a lot of hope in the problem. And it becomes more of a spiral than anything. So that'd be number one is I would suggest saying, well, let's step back and start with the vision rather than the problem. And then number two is realize, hey, you know what? Tomorrow's a new day. (laughs) We have a fresh start, a clean slate. The sun's going to come up. It's a new day. And there's just great power in that. There's something fresh, something nice about starting fresh each day. And the third is to remember this. If you ever feel like you're alone, that you know you can't go on, I guarantee you, if you're listening to this podcast, there are hundreds, if not thousands of people that love you, that want you in their life. And, you know, I mentioned the word suicide. It is heartbreaking when someone in their 40s, 50s, or 60s gets to the point where they feel like that's an option. Could you imagine how many people would miss you and how different the world would be if we took you out of the equation? So I'm suggesting that should never even be an option that comes onto the table for us. And if if it ever is, man, talk with someone, share your feelings, and go back to our vision and realize that there are hundreds, if not thousands of people that would be left with a gaping hole in their lives without you in it. And so this is a powerful principle. You know, never give up. Obviously, there's the business application where we pivot. We adjust, we innovate, we'll figure it out, but we don't give up. And then there's the personal side, which is just like we talked about. You know, it's this dogged determination to get up and keep going. (laughs) It's to maintain a positive attitude, even when things get tough and say, wait a second, things are always going to work out for our good. And I truly believe they will. If we're doing the best we can, I believe that all things will work out for our good. Just like my wrestling example, that's not ideal. I wish I wouldn't have quit. But the lesson that I learned from that has served me so well for those 30 years afterwards. So everything, I believe, will work out for our good if we're doing our best. So I hope this has been helpful. You know, I mentioned that it would be relatively short, and it has been. And, you know, these are some things to ponder on. Think about these things. And the way I'm going to finish is just reading to you five different quotes around this idea of never give up. And if there's someone in your life that you want to share this podcast with, you feel would benefit from that, I encourage you to do so. Just share it with them, email it to them, you know, whatever you want to do. Let me finish with these five quotes. I just love these. First one is from Marianne Rademacher. And she said this, courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes it's the quiet voice at the end of the day whispering, I will try again tomorrow. And then this one from Dejana Buletic. This isn't just a battle. This is a war. And in war, you don't ever back down. You fight till the last man until you're sure you won't have died in vain. I just think, man, in battle, that's exactly right. All right. How about this one? Robert F. Kennedy. Only those who dare to fail greatly can achieve greatly. Isn't that powerful? That's that fear of failure, right? And then Og Mandino. I just love Og Mandino. So long as there is breath in me, that long will I persist. For I know one of the principles of success is if I persist long enough, I will win. And then the last one is this, Pittacus lore. No, don't give up hope just yet. It's the last thing to go. When you have lost hope, 
you've lost everything. And when you think all is lost, when all is dire and bleak, there is always hope. And indeed there is. Principle number 12 of the 12 principles of highly successful leaders is never give up. And I invite all of us to make this a part of our soul, who we are, so that we have this dogged determination to always get up and face the next day and go back to the vision and put a smile on our face and truly take on the mindset that all these things will work out for our good and commit to keep trying, pivoting, adjusting, whatever we need to do to persist until we succeed. So thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a wonderful day and a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening to the Becoming Your Best podcast. If there was something in this podcast that you felt would be helpful for a family member, a friend, or even a coworker, we invite you to share this podcast with them now while you're thinking about it. Also, remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Now, for additional resources and tools, such as how to join our monthly P performance coaching program, or how to get certified as a trainer or coach, or schedule a workshop or keynote, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day and a great week.